Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. Today we discuss SEO for B2B, how you can get results if you want to get uh, traffic and customers for B2B because SEO is not only how to outrank your competitors, how to get more traffic. It's more about how you can sell by using this channel. That's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Nestor Vasquez. How are you? Hey, Natalie. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you, man. It's great to be here. Yeah, big pleasure, big pleasure, Nestor. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share your free time with us to share all this valuable insights about SEO in B2B. Yeah, that, that's a, a great question. Um, I'm Nestor Vasquez. I started in SEO like 10 years ago, probably, and I started with, with a the local SEO, right? With small mm -hmm. business, with small projects. Then when I have the chance here in Mexico or in, basically generally here in Latin America, it's, it's really, it's not that easy to evolve, evolve to, or to move forward to another kind of SEO, right? And from, so from local SEO, I was invited to, to work with publishers, big publishers here in, in Mexico. And I move and I start uh, learning again SEO because it's really different from one field to another field, right? And when I started managing publishers, uh, I realized that uh, it was really different how SEO works. And then I moved to e-commerce SEO and finally I, I landed in, in, in SEO for B2B, which it's really like a mix from everything, right? And and I, I will I will give more details in the, in 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 a while. But uh, basically, what I want to talk about B two B SEO is because um, you, you really need to be like a a little ninja in, in every field just to make sure that you are you are performing well in SEO for B two B, right? Nice, nice, nice. Love it, love it. Okay, Nestor. Let's talk about the difference between SEO for B2B, local SEO, international SEO. Um, name them, so many different methods. Uh, but can you tell what kind of difference we have? Because I see when people, uh, for example, uh, are trying to get uh, backlinks from different regions. Uh, I don't know if it helps or not. So I think it depends, especially in SEO. But anyway, it's better to pay attention to uh, specific SEO. And can you tell what is the main difference B2B and I mean like SEO for B2B and B2C? Yeah, most of the times the difference is in the kind of buyer personas that you can attract to your website. And for example, and, and basically, this is something that we all as, uh, if you have an um, agency or marketing agency, you will realize that your main public, it's, it's, it's uh, owners from other businesses or marketing directors, right? Which is my case in my personal blog. And mainly, we, I have traffic from desktop rather than mobile. And that is where you need to optimize your website for your buyer persona in this case and most of the cases for B2Bs 
are are mainly traffic are desktop. So this is a, a really like old school because we we all started with desktop optimization instead of mobile. Uh, but in in this field, you need to take care a lot of desktop. Give the best experience as possible. If, if your buyer persona is is a uh, is navigating through desktop, right? You can realize uh, with that info in Google Analytics. Um, but yeah, um, the, the main, in most of the cases, uh, all B2Bs uh, are like lead generation models. They have a, a form and, and basically that's the way that you can get the leads. But uh, it really depends of, of the, the size of the business because sometimes, uh, some uh, some companies has already an e-commerce website, and you need to send traffic from one website to another website, right? And and that that is a mix because not everything is like to get traffic, but optimize the traffic, right? Through CRO conversion rate optimization, and you need to really measure carefully, and and be really. As I said at the beginning, like ninja already in this field, and if you're not, you you can um, contact more professionals in their fields, so you can uh, optimize better the traffic from one side to another one. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, Nestor, I have the question about buying persona. You mentioned a few times. Uh, I usually track how many times you can mention something, but I lost my track. You mentioned more than three or four four times but anyway let's talk about that because i think buying persona can confuse many marketers especially in b2b because in the end it's not a company we need to uh, reach out uh, decision makers who can transfer data to the stakeholders uh, to the company uh, to decide to use products or not. So can you tell how to create this buying persona uh, and uh, craft the right message for this buying persona? Yeah, I guess the, the most professional answer could be provided by a, a conversion rate optimi optimization professional, right? Because uh, to create a buyer persona, it already involves uh, UX, um, make some interviews to, to real people, to real users. And by the other hand, you can find nice insightful data in Google Analytics because you can extract the demographic and yeah, you, you can uh, make a lot of decisions based on that uh, results. But uh, anyway, it's, it's not so easy. I mean, as a first part, you can have a quick overview of who is your buyer persona, but uh, I really recommend to reach out to other professionals like conversion rate optimization companies or consultants and they can go deeper because it's a mix from UX, from behavior and data, all of all mm -hmm. mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. Uh, once I listened to audio podcast with Tim Solo from iHrefs, uh, and um, he mentioned on this podcast that it's hard for them to create a buying persona for iHrefs because it's broad audience uh, i can understand that but uh, anyway uh, can you tell how to do it for big companies like hrs many others to create 
buying persona and if they can probably it's better to create if you buy in persona you know because uh, we uh, for example i found that my content is different for youtube for my website for my linkedin uh, i repurpose content i adapt to customers preferences but i failed you know uh, to set up the same buying persona on my youtube that i have on my website because people have different mindset on youtube they want to learn on my website, they want to order services. On LinkedIn, they have uh, something else, uh, reaching out to share me guest posted services or uh, other nonsense that I don't need at all. But anyway, uh, can you tell how to consider your resource platform to create this buying persona? Yeah, I, I consider that the first step is to go deeper in, in analytics, for example. Uh, you can create audiences and and not not exactly just to analyze the referral traffic but uh how many pages are this user uh, navigating and based on conversions which is really important to measure um just starting creating buyer personas and define them but uh, it's, it's not that that uh like taking all referrals that that's not useful because you can have uh, a lot of Parasite traffic or uh, parasite website. I mean, I, I received, for example, in my blog, in my in my blog, uh, a lot of traffic from Quora, but they don't convert. They're just trying to find out what's what's they're want to learn, right? And and mm -hmm. they're landing in the blog post and that's it, right? And they're not conversions, uh, basically as as lead generation model. Uh, but I, I I suggest to go deeper in audiences and based on that on conversions make decisions and, and create buyer personas and you you will find mm -hmm. nice data over there mm -hmm. nice nice okay let's talk how to satisfy a buying persona you know because in the end we need to create content that people wanna consume and uh, today i usually tell to my customers forget about search engines forget about google bing think about human being yes we need to optimize for google but in the first stage we need to create content that people wanna consume uh, and uh, can you tell how to satisfy this buying persona what kind of content to create uh, because you know uh, once i spoke with webmaster who told me uh, he lost 400,000 traffic a lot of traffic because google dropped his ranking positions but he didn't lose any sales so he got a lot of traffic that didn't convert, that didn't bring customers. So can you tell how to do it? For example, you know, I can, uh, I don't know, let's imagine I, I want to promote SEO. In the first, it's hard. It's really hard to overcome Moos, Neil Patel, many other great resources uh, in the top 10. In the second, can I convert this keyword, you know, by sharing SEO services? Uh, so can you tell how to do it right to find the right topics and keywords that will monetize your efforts well that, that's a really great question and it's hard to answer because um um it's it really depends of the domain authority or or your authority as as domain i mean it's not the same uh if you have the power of, of Nate patel or brian dean right uh if, you, if you're a solopreneur like Nestor Vasquez, right? It, it's not a, a DR90, for example. Um, and when, when you have, a, 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 um, let's say, a really small small, small domain, I, I really suggest, uh, I strongly suggest to 
build your brand. Um, this is the first way to go for it. And in, in your own Google Analytics, you will find really insightful data, for example, search terms. And it really depends on your CMS, but you will find uh, what, what are your user typing for. I mean, if a user landing on your website, you can track uh, which terms are they typing in your website that they are not finding. This is the, the best way to create content. And also uh, in Google Search Console, you can find a lot of, a lot of uh, thousands of keywords. And even you're not using a paid keyword research tool or something, right? You're just going to Google Search Console and paste your page in exact page and analyze uh, through a, a, a sample period and extract all the keywords and you will find hundreds hundreds of keywords that that people are typing and which is related to google and and which google understands your blog or your site is related for uh, i i think that's the, the first step but if you have built your own brand like really powerful let's say uh uh, the R50 or something, uh, that's easier because you just have to create based on the queries that Google Search Console are, are giving. And, and, but the main, the most resourceful data, I guess, is the Google Analytics. Uh, what, what are the search terms that your, your owner or your customers are typing and you're, they're not finding in your, in your site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Great. You know, you unhided my best secret, you know? Why you did it, <laughs> you know, because I usually start my keyword research on Google Search Console. <laughs> yeah, you know? great. Not on Ahrefs, not on SEMrush. They are great tools. But, you know, if Google understands some keywords on my website, it's better to start there, you know, because sometimes you need to provide slight efforts, you know, to get results. And once, you know, I got the client, uh, who told me if you can provide results for a month i will bring you huge budget uh, of course it's hard uh, literally impossible many can tell it's impossible to get results in a, in one month because uh, seo is a long running marathon you know it's not uh, sprint but what i found on uh, his website luckily he had traffic like uh, 100k a month and i found that all uh, meta tags were written for the sake of having them. So generic, so basic. I just rewrote all these meta tags. Traffic increased two times for some pages, three times. Wow. And he told me, wow, that's miracle. You did it. And we cooperated plus two years, you know, uh, and he paid me like 40% of all budget that I had for other clients, you know. So yeah, the, for me, it's much better to cooperate with one big client than with many small ones because uh, you can pay attention to specific project and uh, less uh, this administration you know uh, handle many things uh, to to speak with many people but you know uh, of course seo is a long game but when you use google search console you can find some opportunities sometimes just change something to get much uh, better results okay let's start i have the question about creating content you know 10 years ago i had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything i gave them topics weight loss finance anything they wrote google ranked then things change Many times, not one. <laughs> you know, Google updated algorithms, Panda, many other algorithms. And uh, today, 
I fired all the team of copywriters, you know, but I have a team of editors, you know, who can edit content from uh, copywriters. Uh, and because of this parameter, EEAT, expertise, experience, authority, trust. Uh, for my course, uh, uh Lily Ray wrote a uh, uh, checklist how to optimize for EEAT, a great checklist, you know, uh, I don't want to say how much I pay you know for this checklist but a lot. <laughs> uh, much more than it costs it costs like uh, 10 20 dollars on demi but yeah i paid a lot more but anyway i got this checklist great checklist and uh, today i cooperate with experts can you tell how to find the right people who can create great content valuable content that will lead your promotion in the right direction yeah i as in my experience um I have seen a lot of uh, Google believes uh, or truthfully or really hard in brands. And for example, I have uh, seen a lot of power with with some brands, right? And and you just create your content and Google will show up first your, your content. If that is really related to your field, right? But what if you start creating like uh, related keywords, right? A long tail keywords or something that is not basically your main field um there there i haven't tested yet and haven't i have no that data if an author name might might have more power than other and if you don't type it because um as in my experience uh, i have uh, here, here in latin america it's not not that common like in the states or in uk that name an author right um, i mean here in latin america we don't put author in any way we rank right um, but I don't know if that's a, a culture or something or, or I don't know. I don't know exactly. And, and I haven't tested yet. But if you have a powerful brand, you, you will rank anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about branding. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, it's hard really today to get results without strong brand recognition. And um, I think, you know, uh, if people are looking for ways to get traffic and forget about branding, uh, it's the wrong direction because google considers branding people can click famous websites that's why they click wikipedia amazon and many other websites because they trust them they know these brands so can you tell how to unite seo and branding what kind of methods to use to increase uh, brand recognition to create this strong brand recognition yeah, one, one thing that I like to use, and this is for publishers' website um, mainly, but it works any, in any kind of projects, it's a Google Discover. Google Discover, it's, it's a really powerful tool for non-really big websites, and, and you just have to optimize pretty well um, the, the size of the image, right? And there are some meta tags your, that your CMS should also have. But basically with Google Discover, it's a great opportunity to have nice spikes and then you could you could build your brand. And the other thing that I, I like to, to use always is the, to analyze your new visitors. Because most of the times in, in multiple projects I have seen, you know, I have new visitors and I don't care, right? I, I just look at the returning users or returning visitors. But what are you doing to get those new visitors? What are you doing to retain those visitors? And then you can use, uh, in, in if you want to be like soft, 
you can use like your newsletter, right? To, to show value and to get those database and, and, and performing pretty well and increase uh, your, your traffic. But if you want to be like really aggressive, you can test with uh, these push notifications that really work. Um, I mean, it really depends what part of the world are you, right? There are some places that the GDPR are really hard and, and other places that are not that same situation. Uh, but um, you need to get more uh, to care more about the new visitors so you can increase that power of, of um, traffic, let's say, in general. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, creating this content more, you know, I mean, like high quality, valuable content, because, you know, we are uh, living in the world, AI world, you know, I think uh, I remember when Bill Gates said that the era of AI uh, began. So <laughs> what we need to do to do it. And I found uh, many offers, great offers. Everyone uses AI everyone uh, because everyone knows about ai and i cooperated with many great writers uh, and uh, all of them all of them sent me text <laughs> written by ai uh, uh, so yeah uh, we spoke with them after that because i understand we can't ignore this trend uh, but in the end ai only um, is the best rewriting tool ever rewriting who cares about rewriting <laughs> you know uh, okay the best grammar the best uh, uh, text but it's generic uh, you can find the same text everywhere so uh, i told him okay you can use ai but i need something new valuable don't copy others and i usually use ai to edit my text you know, because I edit, uh, and uh, yeah, it's great tool, you know, to edit, to translate many other features you can find, but I don't use to create structure because it's generic. I don't use this tool uh, for writing because it's generic. Uh, can you tell how to use AI, how to cooperate today? Because all offers use it, but if they use it, uh, it can hurt more than help. Any insights about that? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I will have two scenarios. And the first scenario, it's like you have uh, a really powerful brand and you really, it, it's like a business that you're taking with all the care of the world, right? And in this scenario, I will use AI just to, to some do something like uh, content decays. If you write evergreen posts, blog posts, you will have spikes and then naturally they go down. And basically, you can rewrite your titles, you can add some extra paragraphs, you can add more images. And in that way, you have less efforts to improve that content and you will have nice, nice traffic or quality traffic, right? Without harming anything, right? You're not, you're not uh, abusing of AI. But in another scenario, it's publisher and publishers is a race. And, always, and I, I have seen scenarios where someone else have published the same info but if you have a powerful brand <laughs> you crash everything right because you have the power of the of that uh, of that brand and yeah i mean that this really depends of your your business but you can use it i, I prefer to use don't abuse right just rewrite 
and improve your content. And but it must focus for content decay in evergreen blog posts. And mm -hmm. uh, another strategy that I like to use is that in Google Search Console, the, the to use the regex and 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 to find what people type in about uh, what, how, why, and you will find a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of blog post opportunities to write. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, Nestor, let's talk about uh, SEO uh, like uh, authority, you know, how to earn great backlinks today. Uh, I think backlinks, we need them. We can't deny it. Uh, uh, I know some projects don't use link building and uh, get high results. Uh, I check out their metrics, I phone, they create link-worthy content. You know, people want to link naturally. So why they need to care about link building if other websites create these backlinks that are much better than, I don't know, any link building campaign that you can provide. But uh, I usually use uh, press releases. You know, I send press releases. It works well. For example, we got backlinks from New York Times. No, not bad. That's good link. Uh, but uh, it's no follow. And I see when SEOs pay so much attention, I need to follow links. I need to get uh, links that will bring uh, weight. But who knows how, how Google can count them? You know, if you get backlinks from Forbes, New York Times, Wikipedia, uh, they are no follow, but they are good links. You know, they can bring even traffic. So can you tell uh, how to do the right link building today what kind of difference with uh, obsolete methods that we have today yeah correct before going to link building i like to start with fixing broken backlinks but this <laughs> is the the biggest increase in every project right if you realize almost all of the projects have broken backlinks and that just start fixing them and then you start with the right foot and mm -hmm. how to get backlinks, it really depends. For example, in, in SEO for B2Bs, most of the cases they use press releases, but um, probably they don't have how to place anchor text, how to, how to target a landing page, uh, what landing page to target for. And if you have the, the basic, like to create a, 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 a PR, let's say with, with your, anchor text, your desired anchor text, you can improve drastically your, your level of backlinks with only this uh, training, let's say, to the people who launched the PR. And yeah, uh, you will need both uh, the follow and no follows. But uh, also, um, it, it's really hard to, to give an answer because due to the Google algorithms, right? Because you can have right now the first spot and and then it's a May algo and you just drop. And mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's that's the, the, the SEO loop, right? Uh, if you focus only to get do follow, do follow and do follow backlinks. But um, you, you must try depending of, of the, the core of the business in most of SEO for B2Bs, they also use press releases, but but most of the time that I have seen, they they have no training how to place anchor text, how to target uh, landing pages, where to target category pages, product pages, resources pages. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a really extent of here. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Okay, got it. By the way, um, uh, in our SEO course, Patrick Ward filmed a video and wrote an article about using Haro because uh, um, Forbes mentioned uh, Patrick Ward uh, uh, like in 20 uh, the best SEO managers in the US. So, and he filmed video and uh an article with checklist how you can get links on haro because you know it's overwhelmed you know if you go to haro if you you if you have no experience and submit 100 requests uh, you can get uh, zero links but if you do it right you can get re uh, good results and many seo specialists get good results by using it in the right way you know like anything okay nestor let's talk about uh uh uh, about interlinking you know uh, my loving link building uh, campaign is interlinking because uh, you own them you can do it but i found websites publish a lot of blog posts and don't interlink between them don't uh, spend time with that what do you think how it's important today to interlink uh, your content and how to do it right wow um i guess I have seen a lot of uh, info with Kevin Indyk, which I consider is one of the most advanced guys about interlinking. And uh, what I like to do is uh, when I publish about some topic, a uh, new topic, uh, I just type uh, in Google to find it with Google Operator with that keyword. And you will find another topic related, which Google understands is related to the, your new blog post. And then you create a backlink or an internal link from your your old blog post to the new blog post, right? This is the uh, 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 right step for me. And the other thing is to place all of the time with your homepage. Most of the time with powerful brand, powerful brands, they have uh, um, a powerful homepage traffic, right? And there's the, your, the first place where Google crawls your homepage. And this is the best way to land all the all the with an internal link to your new blog post and you will receive uh, a nice bunch of traffic uh but but i have to say that some uh, in some cases you you might show your your article but cannot be rendered by google that then that's where you need to be care uh, that google might read that in the home page if that html that's fine if you are using javascript you need to, to realize is that it's crawling uh, or is that this reading? Um, because sometimes they they have a nice interface, but it is not readable for Google. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you know, I found that many experts uh, sometimes use intuition, not logic. You know, uh, because of this experience, and uh, in SEO, in the end, nobody knows what actually will work. So we can test, experiment, and. Uh, I like intuition, you know, because I can test a lot of things. I don't need data. I know that from my experience, something can work. Can you tell about your intuition? How you can divide logic and intuition uh, in your uh, SEO strategy? Well, here I like to think because I, I, I am I am learning a lot of conversion rate optimization at the same time, um, and I realized that those kind of intuitions basically are psychological, right? Are, are this called, uh, I don't remember the, the name, but uh, 
they're written by by psychologists, right? And and the, if if you fix some, uh, if you have some hypothesis, um, there are two ways to do that. If, if that's really obvious, let's say your farm has an issue, you just need to fix it because because that's the way, right? You don't need to test it. You don't you don't need a hypothesis to make this change. But if that's deeper, if you want to test with some titles, with some color of the button of placement, that's where you need to, to start on a hypothesis and go through conversion rate optimization. But yeah, you, you will you will find your intuition and but basically it's all already written basically by for example, I, I like to read something about uh, uh, it's an Italian guy. It's, it was it was a doctor in psychology. Um, I don't I don't have the name right now, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, he already uh, have written a lot of uh, these kind of behaviors that uh, are probably intuition. You, we could call it intuition, but basically that's mm -hmm. our principles of of make a good design UX. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Okay, Nestor, uh, I want to talk about. SEO mistakes. You know, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them <laughs> because uh, I think everyone starts from scratch by using generic strategies. Then they fail. 100% times they fail because generic strategy doesn't help today. But when you have experience, when you know how things are going on, so you can adapt, you can create something new and go ahead. Can you tell about common mistakes that you can see? webmasters still do and your tips how to find a much better way yeah i have learned a lot of build your a nice platform to host in being a nice platform it really depends on the big of the company but if you have enough budget go for a secure a secure um, platform i mean starting from the cms and what I mean is that you need to realize it. Um, if you have people who really cares or who really know, who really are experts in, in development, in security in your platform. Uh, I mean, I started and I have been hacked uh, in, in multiple projects with, with WordPress, for example, when I started. And then I, I start some other techniques to, to don't be affected so easily, right? Because you always are exposed. You are always are exposed. I mean, this is another topic. But when someone wants to hack, if they're really experts, they will find a way. And so mm -hmm. you, you need to to be really careful about that. And in but I really do care now about security. And if you have the budget to invest in a really now nice platform, you should do that. And and most of the time. Uh, they oh, hackers go to the most popular platform in this case is wordpress right and and if you you are mixing that uh, you you go to another platform uh, you have less risk to make mistakes and another another situation that i have seen a lot of mistakes is when they're moving to another a new cms or migrations that that's basically the mess of the SEOs uh, I have seen because they, they don't uh, go deep with a deep analysis in analytics. 
which URLs are, are the most important URLs. And, and that is where you need to understand. The other thing is that the variations of the URLs, and I learned it from Barry Adams, who, who, which explains that one URL might have a lot of variations. And if they has a hyphen, some of them has a, um, what's that called the hyphen, I guess it's at the word. Um, and if they're don't, they don't have, they have triple W, they have HTTPS without, they have multiple variations for one single URL. And if you mess with one, you will mess with all your project with might be millions of URLs. And yeah, that's my nice. Yeah, you, you remind me that uh, people can can't pay uh, a dollar for prevention, but will pay ten thousand dollars for treatment. You know, and, you know. Yeah, uh, I had this experience two times, by the way, when hackers uh, broke my websites, and uh, in the first time I lost all this business because they did it uh, in the best selling time when I had big store I need to sell everything wow. and yeah uh, in this time we usually uh, that was Christmas time uh, before New Year and we usually sold like uh, for 10 months in a few days you know <laughs> but my website was hacked that was 2013 I didn't know what to do. It that was first time. Then uh, my website didn't work. I called to hosting. They didn't know what to do, and uh, we spent ten days to recover wow. from this hacking attack. Ten days, and I I lost this business. I lost a lot of money because this store after uh, holidays uh, nobody needed. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I I had a lot of items that I don't need at all as well. So I didn't have money to buy new I, uh, products. Yeah, that was uh, yeah real hard experience. And the second time uh, hackers uh, broke my another website. Uh, yeah, we recovered like three months. Uh, what they did, they changed uh, structure in uh, WordPress plugins. I don't know how they did it, but uh, all my uh, plugins decided to no follow website. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, uh, any uh, antivirus tools didn't show what to do. They told everything is fine. You, you didn't, but my traffic dropped. We spent uh, time, uh, yeah, we found virus, but we didn't know that this virus changed a lot. Uh, yeah, and uh, three months we recovered after this uh, attack, and I recommend to anyone, I agree 100%, you know, <laughs> pay for <Yeah>. prevention, <laughs> it costs less, <laughs> than, yeah. you know, than treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a mess when you, when you lose a website, and in some cases they use for PBNs, and they don't, I don't yeah. know, they start using for everything your website. That's Man, insane. I lost business. The whole business, it's not only website. Website oh just sold stuff, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's experience. I, I Yeah, uh, as I mentioned, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, so yeah. But uh, I agree, security is important. Okay, Nestor, I have the final question about uh, the future of SEO. Can you tell what kind of future will be? Because we have AI, it's hard. Uh, to ignore today, impossible tomorrow. Uh, any tips how to adapt today to this possible future? 
Well, um, you, you need to think more strategic, I guess, because the easy stuff will be replaced easily with AI. And, and even, I'm not pretty sure because ChatGPT is basically solving everything, right? It, they, they can build also some strategies, but uh, yeah, you need to focus in, I don't know, um, creating, uh, to use ChatGPT, for example, to make easier your job, you know? Uh, there are multiple plugins, multiple um, like add-ons for ChatGPT you can use for making sure your keyword research. To in in a future they might crawl your the whole website. They might uh, do extra efforts right for you to make easier your job. And the future, I guess, it's for automation. You need to find a way to go through I don't know to Python or something just to to automate because. Uh, um, the, the easy work will be done by AI uh, in the nearly future. But, but the automation, anyway, you will need someone to do that. And, and you can create by your own projects and even to sell for other, for third parties, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess uh, the future for SEOs need to be more about learning automation. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Awesome, awesome. Nestor, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, I guess uh, it's Twitter, the best place that I, I, I like to be there. In, it's Twitter, SEO Nestor. And yeah, but you can ask me anything if, if I can might help you uh, gladly. And it was my pleasure to be here, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice, guys, you can find the link to Twitter account in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable, guys. You need to follow Nestor because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.